This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Station. From the KLAQ studios in beautiful, sunny El Paso, Texas. Yeah, baby! The Buzz Adams Morning Show is back. Man, is this gonna rock or what? Thank you and good morning. Welcome to the show, everybody, for this Thursday morning and the final day in June, right? Isn't June one of those that only has 30 days? Yes. 30 days, half Half September, September. April, June, and November. That's right. (laughs) Thank God I learned a bunch of silly poems when I was young. It's really helping us out in life, though. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Did you have one of the... I think they're called mnemonics. Like... uh, well, definitely a mnemonic is anything, something that helps you memorize, mm-hmm. like the... Like the, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. I wonder if they still use wait, that, Wait, wait, I'm trying to figure out what that is. Please excuse my... My dear Aunt Sally. Phylum? I don't know. What is that? Oh, you don't Something know? about math. Oh, here's one for you. The d- Did you learn the one about the, uh, I don't remember, like the colors of the rainbow or the light spectrum or whatever? Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv, right. How did you learn the order <laughs> of the planets? Did they give you It something? was like my very exciting mother, just something in my day, when Pluto was still a planet. Yeah, right. Back the in last, the old days, the kids. The last thing was always nine pizzas. But I don't know what they use now because they don't use the pizzas. That's a good question. Because I, well, I wonder what they teach now. I grew up in the the Pluto days as well. <laughs> and actually, ours had a tune to it. Oh, Okay. My very educated mother just served us nine pizza pies, which now you'd have to leave the pizza pies off. But that didn't make sense to me because it seems like there would have been like a tenth planet that yeah. also what's started the, with a P. What's, what's the, the extra P for? for? Right. <laughs> My very exciting mother just served us nine. Just served pizzas. us nachos. Oh, you nachos! Just, yeah, you could just. <gasps> My very exciting mother just served us nachos. Oh, that's simple. That is we just have to get, we just have to get uh, Common Core to get on board with this. <laughs> Joanna is going to be doing an appearance with a bona fide Real Housewife. I just found this out. Me too. Joanna, Barba from the Buzz Adams Morning Show. You can join her <laughs> this afternoon, five to seven at the Circle K at one thousand one. I guess this would be. 
one zero 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 one ten zero zero one Dyer. Is that mm-hmm. how you want to say it? Yeah. Ten zero zero one Dyer, and meet reality TV show star and model Cynthia Bailey of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Huh. Well, that's something. Yeah. A Real Housewife coming into town to make an appearance at a Circle K. Oh, hmm. I know. Oh, she's pretty. You could walk away. You could walk away with summer supplies like koozies and sunglasses, courtesy of the new Seagram's Escapes summer flavors. So, if you don't watch Real Housewives, go and see the the bigger celebrity in my mind, Joanna Barbacoa from the Buzz Adams <laughs> Morning <you>. Show. Huh? <laughs> what what is the is the one? In Atlanta, what, describe that one. Have you ever seen an episode of that one? I've never, seen, never seen any a, of the Real Housewives. Really? Really. I would have thought you would have watched at least one of the Housewives. No. Yeah, I feel like there's so many... I can't keep up with them. So many references that I just don't know. Because I, I don't watch any Kardashians. I don't watch any Real Housewives. I only know the like that cat meme. Yeah, but I don't know what's going on in that. Was there actually a cat at the table? What the, what the hell? Con- <laughs> <laughs> right. Was she screaming at that cat? Was I don't really know. Really, a cat? Um, I, I just know, know the cat meme. You're right. Yeah, but I don't know the context of it. So no, I'm I'm right there with you. Well, anyway, that's going to be at uh, the Circle K mm-hmm. at what did you say? Ten zero zero one Dyer. Dyer. And uh, Joanna at Real Housewives of Atlanta star Cynthia Bailey. Old hood. That is so cool, Joanna. Thank you. That you get to hang out with a Real Housewife. I'm so excited. Do you watch Real Housewives of anything? Um, no, my mom does. <laughs> Your my, mom does. Okay, so my brother does. So it might be on TV. It's always on in, in the background. Oh, okay, so you know what the concept. And she's is, coming right? to El Paso. Yeah. To Circle K. In my old neighborhood. Come say hi to me. I had a remote last night. Oh, how did that go? Did you take your dog? I didn't. It was at Total Wine and More. Mm-hmm. And that's a dangerous remote to have. Why? Because I drank samples. I totally drink wine. Yeah. Did they And more. And more. Did they have them <laughs> did they have little sample glasses or They did yeah. have samples out there. And they said, "Oh, Nico, the talent who's currently on the clock working right now, help yourself to the alcohol." <laughs> I waited till the shift I waited was till over. the shift was that's over. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, good call. Um well, we're going to be out a lot this weekend, so let me tell you something else that's coming up. If you can't wait for Monday to party for 4th of July, there's a can't-miss party this Sunday at Bikini Joe's. Bikini Joe's is at 3390 Rich Beam Boulevard, and it's their July 3rd celebration. So the big July 3rd party is going down at Bikini Joe's on Rich Beam. There'll be raffles for a Maker's Mark cooler. We've got a Jim Beam cooler. A Dunk the Bikini Girl contest yeah. with gift cards and prizes. Uh, uh, Joe Pete was telling me about that last night. <laughs> the Bikini Girl Dunking Contest. Yeah. And it's Glenn Garza's birthday, so Double G is going to be there. Go see Glenn Garza. He's bringing the presents for you at various contests for lots of different prizes you can win. It's 1 to 3 this Sunday. All day, actually, the party's going on at Bikini Joe's, but Glenn's going to be there for his birthday from 1 to 3 this Sunday at Bikini Joe's, 3390 Rich Beam Boulevard. All right, uh, we've got a lot coming up on the show today. We've got neckline calls that have been left since last night. Uh, Joanna's got entertainment news on the way in about an hour. So, Joanna, when we get around to the entertainment news, what are we going to be looking at today? 
Chadwick Boseman, who we all remember, R.I.P., he passed away in 2020. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <clears throat> he passed away without a will, and now his widow is figuring out how to split his estate. And it's very heartwarming, and I would expect nothing less from the wife of Chadwick Boseman. Huh. I'll let you know how she's splitting it. Wait, didn't he know he was Yeah, uh, I was going to say, isn't it weird that he didn't put together a will? That's because... what a lot of people are saying, but I'm saying that he had full trust in his wife and that she would probably do the right thing hmm. because it's very, it made me almost cry. Did it really? Yes. I've, I've gotten to the point in the past couple of years, probably at least four different people have come to me to ask me if I've talked about estate planning. Mm-hmm. Have you? No, of course not. <laughs> oh, I've been asking about it a lot. I uh, had to start thinking of my estate planning when I had COVID. Oh. oh. I was all like, don't get rid of my cats. That's the only thing I have. <laughs> right. Here are the passwords to my account. <laughs> I'm leaving an annuity for my cats. Yes. I was like, mom, don't. An annuity. I'm leaving an annuity. <laughs> You like how she laughs when I say it? Oh, did you say it? I did because I say it so fast that she it goes 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 right past. Kind of blocked you out, probably. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Singer R. Kelly was sentenced yesterday to 30 years in prison for you know all of that. Everything. Right. Where do you start? Right. (laughs) Yeah. But like sex trafficking, sometimes underage uh, sex trafficking. but 30 years came down on uh, R. Kelly yesterday. That was wow. two days after Ghislaine Maxwell got a 20-year sentence for uh, her part with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Was R- I, I guess I never appreciated what a big star R. Kelly was because I really on- only know that one song from, I think it was Space Jam. I believe I can fly. <laughs> uh, you don't think you've heard you've heard R. Kelly songs? Tons of them. You know that I've heard. I believe I can fly. No, you've in heard the, tons of them. I know in the closet because of yeah. South Park. You've, you've heard tons of them that you probably don't know because they're used in they're used all the time in commercials, soundtracks, whatever. I mean, his 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 catalog is very mm-hmm. popular. That probably didn't age well. Well, they don't the, the, all the, talk about banging younger people. Banging. Uh, okay, but you're saying they've used them a lot in commercials. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. In my mind, R. Kelly and Montel Jordan are the same level of fame from the '90s. They're right and kind what? of the same. Okay. You know, you they, don't... they both were one-hit wonders in my mind. You think what? Montel Jordan. <laughs> I understand. I'm saying you're comparing. <laughs> But R. R. Kelly wasn't a one-hit wonder. Okay, well, in, uh, I only know that one, and I guess in the closet. I mean, you But do. only because everybody you was do. making fun like, of Just because you only know, this how we do it. They're not the same, though. Wait, who, who's that? Is that R. That's Kel- Montel oh, Jordan. that's the Montel Jordan song. Oh, my God. All right, got it. All right, I think I got it. <laughs> Ted Cruz is now feuding with another puppet. That's right. This Muppet. is the, this is the second Muppet War that Ted Cruz has what? gotten in since COVID began. Ted Cruz, uh, I think, has found his level of debate partner. He needs to debate with people 
that are made of cloth and have an actual person's hand stuck up their back. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, Sesame Street posted a public service ad about Elmo getting his COVID vaccine. And we're going to hear it today in sound clips. Um, well, Ted Cruz had a problem with this, and he tweeted, Thanks at Sesame Street for saying parents are allowed to have questions. You then have at Elmo aggressively advocate for vaccinating children under aggressively. five. Aggressively? You better get vaccinated or Elmo's going to find you. <laughs> yeah, well, aggressively advocating to vaccinate children under five. Uh, Cruz had a similar issue when Big Bird got his shot back in November, calling it propaganda. So. He's got beef with Sesame Street, man. Like, do you think he just holds this childhood resentment? Like, they right. never told me how to get to Sesame it's, Street. It's something personal yeah. at this point. Uh, yeah, there's some kind of some kind of thing going on between Ted Cruz and uh, and the puppets from Sesame Street. Maybe his kids like Elmo <laughs> more than him. Some jealousies going on. Well, Elmo never flew to Cancun to <laughs> get you the hell out of a blizzard, did he? You ungrateful kids. That's what didn't I imagine. Didn't I take you to Cancun? Or didn't I take you to Cancun? Uh, Nico, news headlines. What do we have on the way as far as news goes today? Uh, we've got a uh, a lot of news still coming out of uh, 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 Cassidy Hutchinson's um, testimony in front of the January 6th panel. Um, right-wing media declares Trump unfit to be anywhere near power ever again. Wait, you, you, There's specifically a right-wing media newspaper called the Washington Examiner. Oh, the Washington Examiner is full-on MAGA. And they declared Trump unfit to be anywhere near power ever What, again. like in an editorial or yeah. something? I mean, that was, the, the Examiner was one of those that you would look at and you would say, oh, okay, well, that is just like a Trump oh, fan. Oh, yeah, you would think it was rag. made uh, for, for him. Yeah, right, for him. Uh, they called former President Donald Trump a disgrace. Uh, they Not the Post. The Not the Washington Post. The, the Washington, Washington Examiner. Examiner. All right. Uh, all right, we have a lot on the way this morning that we're going to be getting to. Let's get things started with our late night roundup for all of you early risers. If you're anything like us, you probably don't stay up watching a lot of TV. So we've got a recap of highlights and funniest moments from late night television. Here we go. The FCC has asked Apple and Google to remove TikTok from their app stores over national security concerns. Then Apple and Google saw how much money they were making off It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers, 95.5 KLAQ. And uh, coming up, Q Connected on Sunday. It's our two hours that we focus exclusively on brand new music and also local rock. So... You know those bands you've heard the commercials are coming to Speaking Rock, August 27th, Papa Roach, and mm -hmm. Hollywood Undead, uh, Falling in Reverse, and Bad Wolves. Not only are they all playing this free show at Speaking Rock on August 27th, all of those bands have new music out. So we're going to be hearing uh, some of the new music from Falling in Reverse, Hollywood Undead, Bad Wolves, and yes, Papa Roach. It's one of the best lineups of a summer concert series in a long time. And as far as local El Paso and border rock goes, Daniel Paulus is going to focus on bands Fusebox, Cigarettes After Sex, Emily Davis, and Jim Ward, who've all got music for you to hear. It's our new rock and local rock feature show every Sunday, 5 to 7. And it is brought to you by The Rock House, 9828 Montana. Follow The Rock House on Facebook. 
Check out Q Connected Sundays 5 to 7 on 95.5 KLAQ. I got a couple of stories here that I thought I'd share with you. One of the creators of the sitcom Friends is making a $4 million donation to say sorry about the show's lack of diversity. Marta Kaufman is finally ready to admit something that everybody joked about even while the show was still on, right? Really? It's like, how are you in New York City and everybody's white? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> How's it possible that you're in Manhattan and every single person we see is, is cocky? That's a good point. Uh, a lack of diversity. So Marta Kaufman uh, is making a pledge of $4 million to her alma mater, Brandeis University. And she's got a quote here. I've learned a lot in 20 years. Admitting and accepting guilt is not easy. It's painful looking at yourself in the mirror. I'm embarrassed that I didn't know better 25 years ago. Friends aired from 1994 to 2004. Uh, one way she's, uh, she's part of her endowment is to fund a scholar at Brandeis University's African and African American Studies Department, which is one of the oldest African American Studies Department in the country. The Marta F. Kaufman Professorship in African and uh, African American Studies will also assist in recruiting more scholars and teachers, create long-term academic and research goals, and provide new opportunities for students to engage in interdisciplinary scholarship. Of all the characters that you can name on Friends, can you name one who was a person of color? No. Aisha Tyler Dated Ross, I think, on the show, but I don't remember her character's name. Aisha Tyler was on Friends. Yeah, she was like a love interest for Ross for part of one season, I think. I never watched Friends. That's interesting. Probably a little too grown up for you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, we now know why Travis Barker was rushed to the hospital yesterday. So this was pretty scary. Some tweets went out from his daughter, Alabama, and some tweets from him that made it sound like there was something very scary going on with Travis Barker. Uh, well, you know, he, he he tweeted, God save me. Yeah. Which well, could, you know, that's open to a lot of interpretation. That's the title to one of his songs. Oh. Okay. Oh. That just came out, actually. Uh, well, it turns out he was hospitalized due to pancreatitis, mm -hmm. and doctors think it was triggered by a colonoscopy. What? That's why, why I want to find out more about colonoscopies. <laughs> Interesting. Doc no word on when he had the colonoscopy, but it must have been pretty recently. All right. Entertainment Tonight said that Travis Barker had intense abdominal pain. It was bad enough. He and Kourtney Kardashian thought they should call 911, so they did. There's still not an update on his condition. Pancreatitis is the inflammation of the pancreas. Symptoms can include fever, nausea, vomiting, and weight loss. And how often, Nico, would you say that this is brought on by a colonoscopy? Because you were just telling me earlier like how safe they are and how millions of people have them <laughs> done every year and that I shouldn't worry about it one bit. You shouldn't. Okay. So you're saying because one thing happens to one person automatically means the that it's is kind of alarming. <laughs> well, it is unfortunate for you, I guess. <laughs> I love how you go into every situation where you learn new 
information and you think, wow, I'm learning this for the first time. Everybody must be learning this for the first time. He's like, do you want to learn about colonoscopies? I'm like, they, hey, everybody knows about them. First of all, you're supposed they're, to have started thing, getting. Yeah. You're supposed to have gotten one before you're forty. My age, right? Yeah. Before you're forty, you're supposed to get a colonoscopy. It's a bigger deal than I thought. It's not just like the finger test. This one, they put a camera up in there. And <laughs> yeah, lots of people. They know gotta this. put you out with propofol, so you got to get somebody to drive you. Like you can't drive <laughs> that yourself there because mm-hmm. you're gonna be out for Very the entire common. operation. And they they actually inflate your colon with air. So you're going to be farting a lot afterwards. Good. I'm not for the person next to you. <laughs> I'm driving you home. Uh, so anyway, if you were wondering why I was a little rattled, I had an appointment yesterday. This was like the Q&A for the colonoscopy. But I guess I'm like 15 or 20 years overdue mm-hmm. from when I should have probably gotten my first one. Yeah. I'm going to have to miss a day's work, guys. <laughs> when are you doing it? Oh, you know what the worst part is, though? What's that? I can't eat a single thing. Before midnight. No, 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 no. I can't eat anything the previous day. I got oh, all yeah, these yeah, instructions. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And then they prescribe you some kind of drink you're supposed to drink. Oh, and you're yeah, supposed to drink you have to drink that whole, whole thing. A whole gallon of it. Uh-huh. But with no food. Do you see how even Joanna's aware? Yeah, how do you guys know so much about colonoscopy? People have medical procedures and see their doctors all the time. I have tried to get you to see a doctor for the past six <laughs> years. I have tried to get well, the somebody. Doc- the doctor. Tell, tell Nico what you told me yesterday that you told your doctor, like, hey, you're going to go in and just, just expect the worst. Right. I said, can we just skip the colonoscopy and just assume the worst? It's a disaster just, and, scene down there. Right, and just begin treating whatever the worst case scenario would it be. It looks so like can- Thailand after a tsunami. <laughs> But of all the things, the main deal, I wish I could get the propofol the previous day so I don't have to be awake just, like, drinking. You'll just knock me out for 48 hours. Right, knock me out for 48 hours. and <laughs> That's the thing that I'm dreading the most is not being able to eat out, for 24 buddy. hours. It's not a fun thing. It's, you know, but it is But it's important. medically necessary. Yeah. All right. Definitely. I just hope I don't wind up in a Travis Barker, <laughs> God save me type Doctor, of situation. Doctor, just so you know, it looks like oh Gotham City down there, but at the bad times, the real bad Gotham. <laughs> hey, we have a medical update here. We have Ozzy Osbourne recuperating, Tommy Lee nursing four broken ribs, Alan Parsons on the mend from spinal surgery, and Travis Barker still running some tests. That's all. No questions. <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, with my most, with my birthday, which was this week, uh-huh. her boss pointed out to me that I am officially no longer in our core demographic. So this is kind of interesting. When I first took out, when I mm-hmm. started doing the morning show, I was 24, which means I was not yet in the core demographic. So what is the core demographic? Adults, 25 to 54. So when I, started, when I started doing the show, I was not and yet I'm in the core demographic. <gasps> now I am officially out of the core demographic. <laughs> so I, I hope I can continue to relate to you whippersnappers <laughs> for at least another 10 more years before I retire. Uh, all right. Yeah, the idea, I'm just trying to think, like, when I was 24, somebody calling in, tell me, like, anything about... Get ready Cold for colonoscopy. You mean in thirty years? Right. <laughs> who who cares? You'd have to be a hundred years old before you even started caring about stuff. 
stuff like that. And here you are. And now I'm like, years. I'm making, all right, Coley, what do I get? Coley? <laughs> It's time for Hollywood Notes and News, and here is Joanna Barba to bring it to us. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. An ominous new Stranger Things billboard is trolling fans over Steve Harrington's fate in Season 4, Volume 2, which is just hours away from debuting on Netflix. Creators Matt and Ross Duffer were originally going to kill Steve off in the first season. However, the character's charisma and incredible hair helped him create one of the series' most beloved characters, with Steve's transforming transforming from villain to everyone's favorite baseball bat-wielding babysitter. In this season's part one, as the crew tried to find a way to deal with Vecna, Steve was dragged into the Upside Down and beaten up by a handful of bat-like creatures. Thankfully, he was saved by Nancy, Robin, and Eddie, and despite losing a lot of blood, appeared to be fine. But everyone is still worried about him, including Netflix. Netflix's official social media recently shared a photo of a new Stranger Things billboard, which taunts fans over their concern for Steve Harrington. Shrouded by tentacles straight from the upside down, it reads, Protect Steve, to which the tweet caption said, At all costs. Stranger Things Season 4 has yet to kill a major character of any kind. The Duffer Brothers have repeatedly... Uh, Barb, hello. The Season 4. Oh, okay. That was Season 1, dude. Come on. I only watched Season (laughs) 1. Which, I was going to say, I only watched Season 1, and the character of Steve, I thought he was really, like, going to be the bully, like, the, the... Mm-hmm. Like in a, that's what they made him out to be. So like that, in a John Hughes movie, so you know, he's the jerk him. boyfriend mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay. That, that's what he was supposed to play, but he won everyone's hearts. Uh, the Duffer Brothers have repeatedly teased that the kids are no longer kids and everybody is in danger heading into volume two, leading to rampant speculation about which cast members will make it to the final season. Despite season four being darker and more mature, it seems unlikely volume two will kill off any of the younger members members of the cast, which is part of the reason why so many think that Steve is the one that's going to die. At this point, killing Steve would have the most emotional impact and certainly make everything dire heading into season five. A couple questions. The final season. What's up? Okay, so you'd answer that one. Next season is, they've already said it's going to be the final final season. season. It was supposed to be this one, but I don't know what happened. There's going to be one fifth and final season. How How does Netflix uh do this show do they when they come out do they you can they're all out at yeah, once or you gotta you don't have to once. wait every week to yeah. see a new one you don't have mm-hmm. to wait this is the first time that they've split the season though so they released volume one earlier this month and then they're releasing the second part tomorrow how excited are you super excited except this one volume two is not going to have as many episodes right no so it's only going to have two episodes but uh-huh. they've already said the episodes are like over two hours Oh, yeah, that's a movie scene. And then each episode of this past season was over one hour. Like, way over. An hour 20, an hour 30. But, God, it was really good. Mm. I'm so excited. I I don't have that 80s nostalgia that a lot of people have, so for me... Yeah, uh, I didn't The only way I've kept up with what's going on in Stranger Things is the merchandise they're selling at Hot Topic and Spencer's. Sweet. At the mall. They have a lot of really cute things at... Like for brownies, uh, making cookies, pizza. I bought a bunch of Surfer Boy pizza ready for this premiere. So excited. 
Chadwick Boseman died at the age of 43 in 2020 without a will. And now the late Black Panther actor's family has determined how his estate will be distributed. According to court documents, Simone Ledward Boseman, the widow of Chadwick, has asked a court to split the actor's estate between her and his parents. Simone, who secretly married the Black Panther star in the months before his death, was named the representative with limited authority over his estate. After all the outstanding bills are paid, his estate will stand at $2.3 million. So Bozeman's widow wants the court to approve an equal distribution of his estate with 50% going to her and the other half going to his parents, Leroy and Carolyn Bozeman. Isn't that sweet? Mm -hmm. I almost cried reading that. I mean, yeah, that sounds like everybody... That sounds fair, right? It does. And everybody kept saying, well, he died... He knew he was dying. Why didn't he have a will? I think because he knew his wife would probably... He's just like, I just trust her to take care of it. Yeah, isn't that sweet? And finally, a fan-made Frasier trailer is going viral as it imagines the upcoming reboot of the beloved sitcom sitcom as something very, very different, a gritty crime drama. Last year, it was confirmed that Kelsey Grammer was spearheading a reboot at Paramount+. Plus. There hasn't been much substantial news since then as the long-awaited revival remains in development. This fan-made trailer shows what the reboot could look like. The edit uses footage of the Frasier cast in other roles to make things feel a little more Frasier-y. The trailer uses a variation of the sitcom's recognizable toss salads and scrambled eggs. For now, it's unknown how the writers will bring Frasier back to television after a 20-year absence, though the end of the original sitcom found the psychiatrist moving to Chicago. Grammer has also hinted that Frasier's son, Frederick, will be playing a major role in the reboot. Have you guys had a chance to see the the fan-made trailer? No, but I got it right here. Yeah. And it's only a minute long. Yep. I've wanted to talk to you about this all week, but... Daphne? It's about your brother. What? Love saved you. Resurrected you from the ashes. Those people would have killed you. Now you're going to have to repay me that debt. With interest. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My, how everything can change. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you there. everyone looks Very great. Disappointed. How do they do this? How do they make it look like a gritty crime drama? Yeah. Uh, are they using clips using, from other shows? Yes. Oh, is are. that? I, it's the characters in other roles. They, you know, oh, they, they've come out in other shows. So I see. They kind of just edit it all together. What are you doing to my precious Frasier? <laughs> do you know, I don't think I've ever seen a complete episode of Frasier. No, well, you're missing out. It's I might have seen show. a segment or two. But. And Bulldog. You won't have anything to come back to. You're dead. Your families are all dead. You and everyone you ever met. And the dog. Do you understand me? They're calling again. Yeah. God, it looked like Frazier was about to kill Niles. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this? Frazier has left the building. Ah, Coming right. soon to Paramount Plus. With your entertainment news, I'm trying to parpa. I just thought I would uh, let you know that they this weekend, Hallmark Channel begins their Christmas in July. Wow. Which is not just reruns of previous Christmas specials. I mean, that's mostly what it is, but they also have some new specially produced Christmas specials for their Christmas in July. So, 
Starting uh, today, you can see such favorites that have aired in years past as Switched for Christmas on the 12th day of Christmas and the Nine Lives of Christmas. But Hallmark Channel is also going to air on Saturday my grown-up Christmas list, an all-new <laughs> Hallmark original. Saturday also, Campfire Christmas, all-new Hallmark original. Interesting. And... Through the month of July, all July long, every Saturday, I guess there's going to be a new Hallmark. Christmas in July Hallmark special. Wow. Uh, so for those of Isn't you... that special? You know, it's like the, like the six-month mark since Christmas, and I guess they figure, well, some people just aren't going to make it to mm. December unless they get their <laughs> fix of that sweet holiday goodness from Hallmark Channel. This weekend, Hallmark's Christmas in July begins with... Christmas at the fireworks stand. He's a buff CrossFit competitor with rippling pecs and a bad case of ED who owns a chain of fireworks stands. She's a smoking hot professional cabinet maker who's trying to balance extreme shyness with a love of hard wood. Is his firecracker a dud or will sparks fly? Come on, what are you, a Yankee Doodle dummy? It's Christmas at the fireworks stand. All this weekend on the Hallmark Channel. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. We've got Cool Canyon Nights scheduled for tonight at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. It's our free concert series, so free to attend. Uh, music on the amphitheater starts at 7. We've got patio entertainment that starts at 6 o'clock, though. And on the main stage, the McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater stage tonight, Feline Fox. And the members of Feline Fox have uh, stopped by, so we're going to hear some of their music. We've got uh, Abraham over here. Hi, Abraham. How you doing? Good morning, everyone. Good to see you. We've got Anthony Austin Brown. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Chris Serrano. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, man. Good Great to see, to see you guys. So, uh, yeah, McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater tonight. You guys will be playing at 7 o'clock, and I've got some of your new music. I got Run, Run, Run hey. and Apartment 28. What should I play a little bit of? I can play a little bit of both of them. Let's wake so, them up, man. Give them some Run, Run, Run. Run, Run, Run is a wake-up song. All yes, right. Sir. That is according to Chris. Let's find out.
good. I'm Thank playing you. a lot more of the song than I really expected to, but good stuff. I'm always interested when, when there's a three-combo band, uh, like who plays? I know Abe, you're the guitar player. Uh, Chris, you're the... Xylophone. 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 That's, I was going to say, it's probably either drums or bass, but... <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do... Do you have a bass player? Yeah, we uh, yeah we have someone featured on this on this track right now. Oh, okay. So yeah. when you go into the studio, you do that. How do you do it for live performances? I take care of it. You you play the bass also on the guitar. Like as like as I have like four hands. It's cool. Oh, no worries. No. Abe, give me the uh, kind of like the brief history of Feline Fox. It was like two years ago, man. Um, I was going through a little bit of like a, a post breakup with like my last band. Um, I called Chris after I saw, I met up with my sister back in Austin and was like, hey, do you want to like play some music together? And he <laughs> he was like, like, when and where? I think. <laughs> like, I, What were you doing at the time, Chris? I was just getting paid gigs, so the last thing I wanted to do was start an original band. I was like, hey, man, let's let's make some money and do some covers. We yeah. had been doing that, but I was like not looking for the long-term relationship for a band, you know? Right, so <laughs> after, it's, after it's you two guys, then then what happens? No, we just started like playing together a lot. Started writing. You know, started doing some writing and everything. I remember when we, did AAB come into the picture? Oh, oh God! <laughs> I mean, we had already been playing with him. We had been doing open mics, and we had we had already done Redbone like maybe five years ago. There is a, like an old picture actually on our Instagram of the three of us. Actually, it was like when we, it was like what twenty sixteen seventeen, like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It was, was just that, like a natural thing to just kind of like felt together. Honestly. Anthony, that's the way. That's pretty much the way you That's exactly how it happens. Okay, confirmation yeah. now. They're like, sexual chocolate, come over here and make some music. And I was like, all right, let's do this. How about uh, Apartment 28? This is also a uh, brand new or relatively this new is, song? This is, a, this is a new song. Okay. That's uh, a different vibe for sure. Very, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir.
make your way through this crowd, my child. Guys, gonna do both of these uh, songs as part of the set tonight, or do you have them worked up for live performances yet? <laughs> it's like maybe, yeah, possibly, possibly. <laughs> Come see. Uh, so tonight, uh, six o'clock, we got a band starting out on the uh, patio stage, but then Feline Fox starts at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Make yes, sure you get a good seat, get there early. There's a lot of food trucks and uh, beverages, and you get something to eat and drink, and uh, come out and see Feline Fox. Uh, Nico was making fun of me earlier because I thought that R. Kelly was basically a one-hit wonder from the 90s, and I guess there's like this whole library of R. Kelly music. That yes. <laughs> there's all type of evidence that he put out. <laughs> <laughs> you had to say evidence? Yes, evidence. Age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> Did, didn't he marry he had, he Aaliyah when she was like four, oh, yeah. 15, yes. 14 years yeah. old? That's yes. true. Yeah, that's yes. true. The reason it was all over the news yesterday while well, I was at the doctor's appointment, so like, <laughs> I, I'm sitting there watching it. I guess he got 30 years in prison. Yes. Yep. Um, and now all he's singing is braid my hair. That's all he's singing now. <laughs> that now, usually I don't do things. this, but uh, <laughs> go ahead on break him off with a little preview of the remix. Uh, yeah. is, th- is this a famous song? Yes, oh sir. God. What? Yeah, like, That's the uh, one Nico has been singing. <laughs> The freaking, the, the freaking freaking, pre-kin. that's the freaking freaking song. Yes. I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do reminds me of my Lexus cool. That's why, that's why like, I'm this is like, like every guy in middle school, like, yeah, oh, like here we must be a <laughs> All right. This was all they played at my eighth grade dance. This yep. is literally <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that. I got to tell you, even though I'm not familiar with it, it's good. I like it. I no, mean, I don't know yeah. if I should you be saying that now. It's the weekend it's, part. It's, you know, how far do I have to go in to get to the freaking weekend part? <laughs> the freaking weekend. Yeah. Wait, was that on the song or did somebody else say it? <laughs> no, that was me. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> that was me. That was Crit? That, uh, no. uh, that was Abe. Abe does a good R. Kelly. Let me hear your R. Kelly. Yeah, he lied. <laughs> yeah, but Anthony, when early when I played it, right before we went in the air, you just went into all you know oh, yeah, all the lyrics. Yeah. Do that again. Now I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do reminds me of my- yeah, I love, I love it. All up in your grill, to a whole hotel, football coach, got me playing the field. <laughs> See, it's universal. Yep. Boy, I really, I really have never, haven't felt older than this in a long, I've, long time. No, no, no. Actually, I got you. So, like, I was bartending last night. So I work at this bar called Chugo Cigars. So I'm playing a bunch of like Blink 182 stuff, right? This girl yes. comes in. Thank you. I know. Oh my God. Uh, this girl comes in with like her boyfriend, a bunch of her friends. She's like, "Guys, this song is like so, like classic." <laughs> oh! And it's like it doesn't matter what Blink One Eighty Two song it was. It doesn't matter. Like I'm just looking at her, Ouch. and I'm like, "ID now." <laughs> like I'm like, "Give me your ID now." <laughs> her birth date starts. Yeah, literally, two. literally. Like, I was like, mm, "I don't know about this, man." What was the step step song? What's that step called? Step in the name of love. And you're saying if that comes on, everybody, it's like uh, it's like the black people's like Wakanda song. Everybody <laughs> just steps in the name of love in unison. It is so crazy. What have people been saying all this time? As kind of like an outsider, because his evidence seems pretty strong against him. Is anybody like no? 
Robert Kelly would never do anything like that. Oh, no. It's not like Michael. It is not like Michael. People don't rally around him like and deny. Like in the church? They're just like, no, Robert, no, no. Like everybody knows, oh, yeah, that's totally. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like OJ. It's kind of like OJ. They were like, no, he did. No. Right. You oh might tell God. you might tell people, oh, he's innocent, but you you really know, oh, you know. he did it. So that's that's R. Kelly then. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right, have you ever heard this one before? Chris just like did a step back. You know that one? No, I don't know. Like an Oreo up on the body and get inside it till I get you gone. Like an you broke Nico on that. Lick the middle like an Oreo. That's disgusting. It's R. Kelly, but I mean, I've, I haven't heard it. Robert Kelly. Cookie Cookie monster. Monster. Crack it open like a lobster. <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is most of his music very kind of like sexual? Yeah, he's very driven? graphic. Yeah, he's very graphic. No, oh, you know what? There's one other song that I know, but only because they they parodied it so much, the In the Closet deal. Yeah. And those crazy videos that came out probably like almost 20 years ago now, right? Right. And then they did a parody of it on... South Park, where Tom <laughs> Cruise is in the closet. <laughs> I remember that. Have you ever heard of an R. Kelly song called Sex Dolphin? No. All right, I'll play it for you. You tell me, if it's a, do you think it's a real R. Kelly song, or is it somebody who did a parody R. Kelly song? Got it. Swimming in your waters with you. I want to be a dolphin to you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I, like, that's not, that's like an interesting, like, harmonizing. Sex dolphin. I feel like an ocean breeze. Is he going eat, eat like a dolphin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Going, <laughs> What do you say? R. Kelly song or I can't, uh, fake R. Kelly First of all, song. I can't believe this brother had dolphin ad-libs. Um, <laughs> right. He could have um, done it a little better. I mean, it didn't really sound like how a dolphin sounds. Now, he either did this. Uh, now, this is either a parody or he did this in prison. I don't know. I've never heard this before. I've never heard this before. It was definitely after Space Jam. <laughs> after Space Jam. Well, it is It is an R. Kelly song. I don't know if he did it in prison or not. <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure when it came out, but um, I suggest that Feline Fox uh, add a cover of Sex Dolphin. As I would love to. Repertoire. I mean, if you just needed something for like a second encore, hey, yeah. we're going to do an R. Kelly song. Not that one. No, not that, not one. that one. Not the no, one you think no, of. It's not the one. Who who was thinking sex dolphin? Because that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Some guy in the crowd, like one person. Oh my god, like, like totally my song. Yeah, we'll do the backups on that. All right. The uh, guitar part would be super interesting. I'd have to figure that out. Come out and see Feline Fox. They take over at 7 o'clock on the main amphitheater stage. West Star presents Cool Canyon Nights, and it's a free concert every Thursday. And tonight, it's Feline Fox. 
You can find the entire series lineup for West Star Presents Cool Canyon Nights on the must-read bar of KLAQ.com and the KLAQ mobile app. Well, thank you guys thank for you. dropping by. Have a great show tonight. We'll be seeing you soon. All right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and more of the Buzz Adams morning shows on the way right after this. The local guys. The most. 915-590-1900. The Buzz Adams morning show. All right, we've gotten a lot of neckline calls since the end of yesterday's show, and we've even gotten some uh, during the show today, so uh, get over and get those. Let me give you the neckline number. Make sure you have that handy. It's 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. And if you got something to say, you can leave a message for us that could get played back on the air just by calling that neckline number. If you want to call us directly in the studio, though, use this number. 915 area, 910-4995. That's 910-4995. So uh, the latest, this is the front page of the El Paso Times today. Some abortion clinics in Texas can, for the time being, resume normal operations. And that is because a judge in Harris County, which is Houston, granted the request from the, cl- the clinics for a temporary restraining order. On Tuesday, on Friday, the clinics had stopped performing abortions because of the bombshell announcement from the U.S. Supreme Court and the legal uncertainty. Meantime, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton said that prosecutors could enforce a 1925 law banning most abortions and creating criminal charges for providers and people who offer assistance. A Texas law adopted last year banning nearly all abortions is not yet in effect, but it's set to take effect in coming weeks. So a few states are doing this. They're saying since the repeal of Roe v. Wade, we're going to start enforcing this rule that's 100 or in one case, one of them goes all the way back to like 1849. Wow. So you're talking about, you know, 150 year old laws that are on the books about it. The judge in Harris County, uh, State District Judge Christine Weems, cited with the uh, providers after a brief hearing Tuesday, writing in her temporary restraining order that the 1925 law is invalid and allowing it to be enforced would cause probable, irreparable, and imminent injury. Paxton said he plans to immediately appeal the decision, writing in a tweet, I'll ensure we have all the legal tools to keep Texas pro-life. I think he needs all the legal tools for himself. Uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's got a lot he's of got he's, a lot of legal, legal problems. issues. And then uh, elsewhere in the paper today, they were talking about uh, the possibility that people in states like Texas that are along the border that women might travel to Mexico, but the 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 legality of abortion in mexico is a uh, i got to say a really mixed bag like it's it's illegal in some states but legal in others but also uh, how could i put this things could be done poorly yeah poorly probably like some of these would be unlicensed and unregulated because mm. they're operating you know, outside the bounds of the law. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to use the back alley 
abortion because some of these are actual medical clinics and they're saying that women might make the decision to travel uh, to Mexico uh, to get these procedures done. All right, off the neckline, we got a few calls this morning. Let's find out what we have going on. Yeah, Buzz, how can you sound so bougie and say that uh, Air, Airbnb is for, for poor? I, only poor people would stay at Airbnb. And then in the same breath, <laughs> say that you stay at Murder Moth Hotels. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, let me clarify a couple of things. I stayed at a murder hotel that was not the same as the moth-infested hotel. The moth hotel and the murder hotel. The two separate hotels. Two separate hotels. And I never said that Airbnbs are for poor. Joanna mocked me by saying that that's how I came off. And then she started doing her Anna Delvey impersonation. It's paw. I don't know. What was the story? You you were coming off as, oh, uh, Airbnb sounds like. No, no, no. I don't want to stay in somebody's house. Like, a stranger's house, I'd rather just stay in a hotel. But, and you guys were saying that the Airbnbs are much cheaper, but not always. I don't know. Oh, some never... are $300, $400 a night. I mean, sometimes they're entire mansions. Yeah, sometimes you get a whole... I mean, it depends on which one you get. Do you not know what you're getting when you go you in? You know exactly the... what you get. You you have a website just like anything else. Like, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, just I can tell you, pictures can be deceiving. All right, so... You're still, you're still proving this person's point. I would be uncomfortable staying in somebody else's home, but I would be even more uncomfortable like having somebody stay in my They're home. rental homes. Nobody's staying in your home. Is he still going on about the Airbnb? Yes. He doesn't get it yet. You don't get it still? Yeah. It's just not my thing. Well, no, it's I, not. I don't think you get it. You know it's what? Whole, entire rental houses. For, yeah. You know what I'm really waiting for. And sometimes they stock them with their own, like with groceries and laundry uh, appliances. Like sometimes they make the house as nice as a hotel or okay, nicer. So it's not like you're staying in a home with the homeowner. Or no. Sometimes you are. You're, no, no, never. You've been you saying this are. over and over to you. Oh, no. All right. You're not supposed to be present. <laughs> We've well, I didn't say it was for. Po- I don't. I don't think that was the point. Yeah, of you were I was implying saying. it. Here is Lewis. Uh, hi, Lewis. Hey, Buzz. How you doing today? Doing good. What's going on, man? I just wanted to say thank you coming to the territory again, and you guys make my morning. Oh. And uh, uh, happy birthday. I heard it was some double nickel. Or- yeah. Double nickel, 55. That's right, the old federal uh, speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> California, call it slow Ohio, 55. But, um, uh, you guys had a little bit of changes now. Uh, Miko's taking kind of over for like Lisa or something. Well, Lisa left to take a new job. Yes, I would say Nico has been filling in on the news. I have been forced to fill in right. on the news. <laughs> it is not. It's not a thing Nico enjoys doing because it takes him out of his element. You're not primarily a journalist, right? No, I'm an idiot. Yeah. You're an idiot, yeah. right? You're not a journalist. You're an idiot. And. Uh, I want to say thank you to you and Joanne and Miko, and uh, have a blessed day. And I hope the good Lord wraps His loving arms around each and every one of you. Oh, thanks, thank Lewis. you very That's much. That's so sweet. Same back at you, man. Yeah. All right. Have Go. good travels, okay, Lewis? <laughs> bye, bye. All right. We'll see you. Oh, did he honk his little horn for How us? Sweet. Oh, did he give us a little? I boop, think boop. so. 
Was he a truck driver? Yes, he's a truck driver. Ah, so ah, he says man. every time he passes through here and listens, oh, that is he loves so the nice. show. I hope he's not a serial killer. Oh, my. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> truck drivers are not synonymous with serial killers, you jerk. You're an idiot. <laughs> I bet you truck drivers aren't more likely to be serial killers than anybody else. Right no, get, both of you guys knock it off. Lewis, don't listen to this. I'm so sorry, Lewis. What a I couple don't of mean jerks. It. Nico started it. Jerk. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, hey, bud, man, uh... Don't snooze on that colonoscopy, man. It'll be very beneficial to you because maybe they can help you get your head out of your ass. Bye. <laughs> is, it, is that the same I guy? I think that's the guy, yeah, the guy that's always in uh, a recess win. All right. A recess win. He was all mad because Buzz left early because his we need to give that guy a name. We need a name for him because he loves Colorado. I was telling Buzz this, funny, though. though, that... Yeah. <laughs> gets my head out of my like, ass. Col- colorectal cancer is uh, pretty serious, and, and so you should be getting your uh, colonoscopy checked. And I asked Buzz, what would you rather have? Would you rather have your intestines cut up, and then you're going to have to do all your business in a bag outside, or would you rather just go uh, to the doctor? Is that what they mean when they say, like, a colostomy bag? Yeah. that That's what's going on there? Yes. <laughs> Yes. I guess I'd rather go to the doctor. Yeah. And, you know. You'd rather just poop it all out now. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Honestly. What? I should never have brought it up. This is not breakfast conversation. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Somebody's trying to drink their Malto meal right now. <laughs> and really grossing them out. Here is a caller, and I just want to give you a heads up. He's really mad at the lead singer of Green Day for renouncing his U.S. citizenship oh. or saying that he was going to an accounting. Billy Joe, Billy Joe Armstrong. Armstrong. No, let Nico finish it. Oh, Wait. that's great. And what's his band? Wait, Billy Joe or Billy Joel? <laughs> Billy Joe. <laughs> Billy Joel is a different artist. <laughs> huh. But I'll tell you this. It's almost a two-minute long call. So oh. in or not in? In. In, yeah. All right. Uh, how's it going, Buzz? Hello. Joanna, Nico. Um, I'm a couple of days late, but I just barely heard the podcast where uh, the Green Day guy, he said, uh, F America, F this country. I don't want to go back. I resigned my citizenship. Oh, my God, it made my blood boil. It made my blood boil. The only reason he has what he has is because of this country. I mean, it's one reason. Blame the people that made the decisions, the judges, you know, on, on these cases. But just to blame the whole country, and you know, like, F the country that I lived in, F the country I grew up in, F the country that gave me the education I have. That's a whole another situation. I mean, that makes my blood boil. I just I kind I, of agree I with I that. Wanna, you agree with the with the caller? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, what other country would a punk rocker be allowed to kind of oh, live like this? It seems like the yeah, England. Yeah, you right. know. But I I would only say Billy Joe Armstrong has expressed some strong critical opinions against America. Oh, before, right? Yeah. yeah. George Bush American era. American idiot? Yeah. 
That's the whole point. the whole song American Idiot. Let that me pull whole up. album. Like, yeah, really, the whole album. The album was called American, American Idiot. Idiot. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm half and half on the situation that happened. You know, I mean, <clears throat> there's a point where there's a living person inside you, and where they can't make a decision because they're inside you. You know, they can't. They don't have a voice. But then. There's the other half where, you know, like if, if there's incest or rape, stuff like that, where, you know, you want to have to tap on the situation. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's, it's a real complicated situation. I don't know how people can be totally to one side and the other side. Wait, when Billy, when Billy Joe Armstrong went off uh, against America, he was specifically referring to the Supreme Court overturn of Roe v. Wade. Is that what that story was? Yeah, I think so. There's been several Supreme Court decisions that came out this past weekend. That's the one, right? That's the I one think that that's got the him. major one. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the. There's only a few All more right, seconds let me, left let me of the call, but I wanna, check. we had the audio of what Billy Joe Armstrong said. It just it's it's a really hard decision to make, but overall, what that Green Day guy said makes my blood boil. Oh, my God. All uh, right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. Uh, Billy Joe London. Armstrong told fans at a London concert that he no longer wants to be a U.S. citizen after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. <laughs> America. Bleep America. I, I think he knew he was going to get a, a positive response from the crowd. But in England, yeah. <laughs> who's to say Billy Joe Armstrong wouldn't have said the same thing if he was in he the said, U.S.? I think he said the same thing when he wrote American Idiot. Oh, yeah, that entire album, which uh -huh. they turned into a... Didn't they turn that into, like, a rock musical on Broadway? I think so, yeah. 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 I think that's correct. America, I'm announcing my citizenship. Wow, all right. By the way, that does not con constitute uh, a legal, official renunciation of one's citizenship. I think it's a little more. It's like in the office when he goes, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> stupid in the world to go back to that miserable oh my God. For Maybe that's why he always sang with a fake British accent when Green Day first came out. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about everything and nothing? Is it wow. that thick of an accent? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. When Green Day was first coming out, like their first album, I think was, I think their first album was Dookie. Dookie. I, don't quote me on that, but yeah, yeah. I remember it's like, oh, listen to this British band. They, they're like a like a pop punk band, and then you found out like a week later, they're not British at all. They're, they're three American guys. Welcome to paradise. Welcome to paradise. Hey, yeah, they do it with a British accent. <gasps> yeah, notice that. I, I don't know if they're. I wanna be an American, American idiot. idiot. Don't want a nation under the new media. Listen, here's some of the lyrics from American Idiot. And this song is like, what, 20, almost 20 years old. Uh, and can you hear the sound of hysteria, the subliminal mind bleep America? America. Now everybody do the propaganda. I'm not part of a redneck agenda. I'm not part of a redneck agenda. 
Now everybody do the propaganda and sing along to the age of paranoia. So this would have been like right when the war, the, the, Iraq, yeah, war. the Iraq war and Afghanistan was getting underway. So, yeah, it's not like this is a real change in direction for Billy Joe Armstrong. But, yeah, I got to tell you, if I'm sitting there as an American and seeing all these limeys like cheering him on, it's probably going to ruffle my feathers a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. totally disagree with the caller. You know, maybe be a little more appreciative for what you have. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, Nico Jimmy's next with news headlines. Israel. All right, coming up on the show today, uh, there are three kinds of 4th of July related injuries that are on the rise, and I thought we should probably review those ahead of the 4th of July weekend. And we're going to get to the Mosho calendar, Daily Almanac of Events in a few minutes. And a Giuliani update. Rudy Giuliani. Oh, wait. Does this have to do with uh, New York Mayor Eric Adams? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Touches on it a little bit. So we've got that on the way. Let's get a look at El Paso weather. It is brought to you by Wet n' Wild Water World. Come and see their fireworks spectacular on Monday, 4th of July. And I'll give you more details about that in just a few minutes. And we're going to have some tickets to give away, too. Sunny today, 97. Not seeing any rain in the forecast for today. Uh, Winds look light. No rain in the forecast. Could be a little warm and muggy, though. And then for the weekend, as we get into Friday, Saturday, on through Monday, it looks like we're going to have at least a chance of rain in the El Paso forecast every day. Somewhere between 15 and 30% chance of rain. And highs are going to be right there in the mid-90s range. But uh, rain could be in the forecast this weekend. Mid-90s for highs. El Paso weather brought to you by Wet n' Wild Water World in Anthony. Come out and spend the 4th of July. You can spend all day inside the park and then stick around to watch the fireworks display at night. Brought to you by Ranch Rita. Ranch Rita is a margarita-style drink inspired by a far West Texas legend. By the way, uh, I know that a lot of people kind of get in the area of Wet n' Wild and watch the fireworks go mm-hmm. off. Well, you can tune in the soundtrack because it's going to be synchronized and the the soundtrack for the fireworks is going to be on KLAQ. So when they start shooting off the fireworks at 9.15, the plan is this is going to be synchronized. Wait, so the fireworks will explode in, <laughs> in with the music? That's what I am told. <laughs> That that is what did, I'm led to believe. Did That's you just correct. spit take Joanna? <laughs> I was coughing. <laughs> and then at ten o'clock on Monday, Fourth of July, it's a special extended Loudwire Nights Mission Metallica. Two hours of nothing but Metallica on Fourth of July. The KLAQ Wet and Wild Full Day Fourth of July celebration is brought to you by the Margarita style drink Ranch Rita, and by Johnson's Jewelers. When love sparks and you want to light up her sky, Johnson's Jewelers. Uh, Rudy Giuliani got, uh, I don't know, slapped on the back. Actually, when you see the video, it doesn't. It, pat, it looks more like a pat on the back. But he complained about it, and a guy was arrested, held for 24 hours on assault charges. Uh, the reason Rudy Giuliani was in this grocery store, it happened on Staten Island at a grocery store there, is because he's been out stumping for his son, Andrew, Who's running for... No, he lost. I don't know. I'm getting to... Oh, my bad. 
He was Andrew was running for was, governor of yeah. New York, but he lost. This was the <laughs> New York GOP primary. So I guess Rudy's probably going to be back out there today, blaming it on massive voter fraud and all the dead people voting, rigged voting machines. But he's having a conference of the Four Seasons, <laughs> right? Which is a landscaping <laughs> company, right? So we had heard this thing. Uh, I guess one of the employees of the grocery store Rudy was at walked from behind him and slapped him. It said slapped him on the back. Rudy said it could have killed him. <clears throat> and he said it felt like a gunshot. But then when you see the CCTV video, it looks... It doesn't look any harder than if you were congratulating somebody. Mm -hmm. the, the guy tapped him on the back. But I guess the guy said, hey, what's up, scumball? And then he, had, he exchanged words with Rudy. But I think if the guy had said... Yeah, Rudy, you're the best, or America loves you, Mr. Mayor. This probably would not have resulted in the police getting involved, but they did. And now the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, who used to be the police chief, mm -hmm. said, you know, Rudy could be charged with uh, filing, a false, filing a false police report. Yeah. If this guy didn't actually hit him, and Rudy's like, oh, it's it's only because I was in such good shape for a 78-year-old that I didn't fall down, and I had red welts on my back, but the the video does not seem to back that up. You've seen the video, right? Oh, yeah. It, it shows nothing but almost a friendly gesture. A guy softly places his hand I on think the back. And the woman next to him, like, starts... Rubbing. Yeah. Uh, rubbing his back. I mean, uh, so there, there's the Giuliani update for you, <laughs> such as it is. Well, so as the former police chief of New York City, uh, Mayor Eric Adams probably would be familiar with the, you know, the way that that would work, right? I mean, it, to be honest, all all of it from both sides sounds like a waste of police resources to me. Like, the fact God, that, the, the fact that he police. complained that a guy tapped him on the back, but then also the that they might like they might investigate Rudy, Rudy for... Falls. All of it seems like... I'm, I'm, sh I'm sure these guys have more important things to be doing. He's right? a 73-year-old child. How old is Rudy? 78. Wow. The police were, like, looking through the footage, like, this is what you called us for? Somebody just got shot. We have to do that <laughs> stuff. Somebody got actual shot. Yeah. They arrested the... The guy yeah. who clapped him on the back. Yeah. And even clap, I don't feel as... Uh, pat. Yeah. Pat on the back is what it seems like was going on there with Rudy. You think he's in Sing Sing right now? No, it said he <laughs> did 24 hours and they might be bringing like assault charges against him. God. Like an assault. Um, what a snowflake. Let's go ahead and uh, get to our Mosho calendar and daily almanac of events. It's the final day of June, guys. July begins tomorrow. Today is Asteroid Day. Today is Social Media Day. We'll have a little more on that at the end of this report. And today is Now Day. Now is in National Organization for Women Day is observed today. Birthdays include Michael Phelps, the most decorated Olympian of all time. 28 Olympic medals out of his 28 23 of them are gold, so uh, 37 years old today. One of the American Idol uh, winners, Fantasia, is 38. I think she won the third American Idol. And actress Lizzie Kaplan is 40. 
Oh, I like Lizzie Kaplan. <gasps> Janice Ian. She played Janice Ian mm-hmm. in Mean Girls. That's right. Who was friends with uh, Damien, who was too gay to function. <laughs> 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 lead singer for Pantera, or I should say former lead singer for Pantera, Phil Anselmo, is 54. I can tell you this. Uh, the late Vinnie Paul very much laid the blame for the death of his brother Dimebag Daryl on Phil Anselmo. Why? You know, I guess in interviews, people would always ask Phil Anselmo, when's Pantera getting back together? And Phil would say, hey, you got to talk to, you got to talk to the, to Vinny and Dime. They're the ones keeping us from being, that's kind of how Phil Anselmo talks. Huh. And then when somebody shot Dimebag Daryl on stage, I mean, for the entire time I knew Vinny, Vinny said, that guy was motivated by Phil Anselmo saying it was our fault that Pantera wouldn't get back together. Uh, so, uh, who was in charge of the band? Who was the lead? Vin- I'd say Vinny. I mean, the uh, Vinny was Dime's older brother and the drummer and, you know, Phil was the vocalist and Dime was the, Dimebag Daryl was the lead guitarist, but I would say it was pretty clear that that it was, uh, it was Vinny's band. Both Vinny and Dimebag were buried in those signature Kiss caskets. Those are thousand, $4,000 caskets that are wrapped in the Kiss logos. I was just, I noted, I wrote an article about Kiss yesterday and that came up. I wonder if they asked for that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they absolutely <laughs> did. Former heavyweight champion and a man at one time who was just unbeatable. Nobody could last a round in the ring with him. Mike Tyson is 56 today. Happy birthday. One of the great uh, guitar gods, just a virtuoso guitar player, Yngwie Malmsteen, is having a birthday. He's 59 today. Who? Yngwie Malmsteen. Do not put your ignorance on display for all to see in the rock world. That's like me saying R. Kelly was a one-hit wonder. You saying who? Okay, okay. my bad. Malmsteen. Okay, my bad. Actor Vincent D'Onofrio, who's been one of my favorite actors since... Men in Black? No, before uh, that. Adventures in Babysitting, where he was no. Thor. Yes. I would say Private Pile in... Oh, that's right. Uh, oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, Stanley Cooper from About the Army. And it has uh, that drill sergeant guy. Yeah, right. Ernie. What the hell? <laughs> Private Pile! <laughs> A jelly donut. What the hell? All right, there's something. There's something going on with my synapses, man. Mm-hmm. What's the name of that movie? I just want to see you keep. Matthew Modine was it. <laughs> he was Private I, Joker. I love how you just keep naming people in yeah. it, but you can't name the movie. I know that he had like a, like a. Born to kill button on his helmet and a peace sign also on his helmet. Come on, guys. Yeah, keep going. What else happens? You are so full of it. He made. Uh, he made. A, I know, right? I feel like he made Joker and Pile scrub the bathroom floor yeah. using toothbrushes. Come on, dude. Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> oh. I knew you would get there yeah, eventually. I knew it was in there. Anyway, Vincent D'Onofrio. But he wasn't all those that you mentioned. Men in Black, he was mm-hmm. Edgar. Give was me water with water. sugar. Sugar water. 
And uh, comedian David Allen Greer, one of the stars behind In Living Color, is having a birthday today. He's 66. Today is Social Media Day. So... Oh, Isn't every day social media day? What are the social medias that you use? What are your top three social medias in order of how much you're you're on them? Okay. Joanna, would you like to go first? Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, Instagram, number That's one. your number one. Number one. Number two? Facebook, I guess. Okay. Facebook and TikTok. Wow. I thought you were really a TikToker for a while. Yeah, it's kind of like really gone Has it? down. Because yeah, you me. were so, like, when. Well, because now. You were an early adapter on TikTok. <laughs> you really love TikTok. Because now TikToks get added onto Instagram. So. Right. Oh, so you don't have to go to TikTok yeah, to see the TikTok? Basically. Also, you can only see so many 30 second videos before you're like, I'm bored. And I really hate those, like, text to speech things. Oh, yeah. Those are annoying. Uh, my family went on vacation, and we saw this adorable <laughs> raccoon. Why don't you just say it yourself, man? Why do you have to text to speech it? It's just... Oh, my God, yeah. That was a good impression of it, too. Yeah, that that's what idea. it sounds yeah. like. I use uh, Facebook first and foremost. <laughs> You're an old. I guess so, yeah. You're an old? Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> it's where I set up events for Facebook. I mean, for, that's like the, how comedians communicate with each other. All right. Instagram, and that's it right now. That's the only two I use. Right. Does Tinder count? I don't know. Does, yeah. does Hinge? I guess it's kind of a social. Those are social. Yeah. Does Hinge? In a way. Yeah. The hell is Hinge? It's a good one. Um, you know. Hinge is like probably a little bit top tier. Yeah. Tinder. I'm going to say I only have two. What? Facebook, which I rarely yeah. look. I was going to say I what? mean, to the point where I'll go on Facebook and I haven't been on in a week and I've gotten messages from somebody and the last message was... Uh, I guess not, whatever. Like somebody was trying to tell me something I just hadn't been out in so long. And the only other one I guess I would say is Next Door. <laughs> the Next Door app. That, that's a great one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my two. But uh, for Social Media Day, we're going to run this as a public service. Joanna, write that down. This okay. is our this is our public service All portion right. of today's show, okay? Mm-hmm. And now, in honor of Social Media Day, here's social media platforms explained with donuts. Instagram. Glazed. Jelly-filled. Bavarian cream. Facebook. My grandson <laughs> likes donuts. YouTube. Here's a half-hour history of the donut. TikTok. One donut a day. And everything's gonna be okay. LinkedIn. Duncan is hiring store managers. <laughs> Pinterest. Just pin this donut recipe to a board and share. And Twitter. Elon Musk just purchased Krispy Kreme. <laughs> that was social media platforms explained with donuts. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? Crazy. A short pause and the Buzz Adams Morning Show will be back. July 4th weekend. Have... Kelly got 30 years in prison for sex trafficking, underage sex trafficking. And I was in the doctor's office waiting to be seen, so I, like when the news broke, so I really I really got all the details. It was a big deal. We're going to have uh, the 4th of July safety tips. They say there's Three main kinds of uh, 
trips to the hospital people are having to make related to 4th of July that are on the rise. Oh, I wonder, hey. wonder if I could guess them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, fireworks, burns. Uh, uh, tell me what you make of this as an EMT, okay? Okay. A new study says that recreational marijuana smokers are 25% more likely to need emergency care and hospitalization. As your time, based on your time as an EMT, is there any correlation between being a recreational marijuana smoker and having to go to the ER or having uh, a me- like some kind of emergency care? No. 25%. You well, know, what's, the stu- where's it from? what's the study? Yeah, I don't know. I just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really important. Let's say, you know? it's, let's say it's JAMA. The, the Journal of American, the Journal of the Medi- American Medical Association. Yeah, why not? If it is that, then I would take it a lot more seriously. Um, the only complications I could see are the same ones that cigarette smokers would get, which would be you're smoking. So you have smoke in your lungs. That's yeah, but that's the, not usually considered an emergency medical situation. They're saying like ER visits and things like that. Can you tell me the correlation? What are they exactly saying? No, I don't know. Okay, so no, is, is it over time? Is it immediately? Are they saying 25% oh, of people? Oh, you know what? Almost every case is somebody needing to get their hand freed from a Pringles can. So Was this all for the chip? Is that for that? No, no, no. It's a real study. I just wanted to get your feedback. <laughs> is it on. over time? Is it like eventually they'll have to go to the, the is hospital? because they like, I don't know, is it a, burn it, themselves? The, yeah, is it because people are burning themselves? Sometimes? You know what? I... I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> you don't know the story, do you? <laughs> what do you get mad at me for all the time? Not being not prepared. prepared. <laughs> or not, no, not knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> Smokers more likely to get COVID. More likely to be attractive. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> what? I'm so googling it. Okay, everybody. so if if we're talking about emergency care, yeah. you talk about complications from it. Oh, so here you go. It's on the hill. <laughs> so this could be a government study. Marijuana <laughs> use, weed users, nearly twenty five percent more likely to need emergency care and hospitalization. I, I assume that probably means over time, maybe. Higher and, and, risk of emergency room care. Okay, it says right there. The study was published in the Journal of open respiratory research. So they're obviously looking at things uh, related to... The study author says cannabis use is not as benign and safe as some might think. Our study demonstrates that the use of this substance, talking about weed, is associated with serious negative outcomes, specifically ED, in this case, emergency department, not erectile dysfunction, <laughs> visits and hospitalizations. So what, what, the, the, I bet that they're the exact same hospitalization rates probably that smoke cigarette smokers. When compared with people who did not use marijuana, cannabis what, users were 22% use, more likely to Are they talking about smoking or e- what about eating edible? Oh, that's a good question. Does that count? Here's what it says. To get more to the point. And I'm glad I looked it up. So the study's author said physical bodily injury was the leading cause of emergency department visits. Oh, like falling down? Among cannabis users. With respiratory. Respiratory reasons coming in a a close second. Okay, so yeah, you're more likely to stumble, hit your head on something? I guess that's what it's getting to. 
And then they go over the thing about heavy use of marijuana by young adults, like and, and right. teenagers, yeah, yeah. but uh, including young adults, I've heard up to the age of 26. So, such as depression and bipolar disorder has been linked to an increased risk of self-harm, suicide attempts, and death. I guess, like, the conventional wisdom right now says that as the brain is still developing in young people, cannabis use, especially heavy cannabis use, can definitely have negative effects on... Well, okay, but yes, heavy cannabis... and Better th- for young people to stay yes. away from weed altogether. But we're talking about so many different things. Like, go up just a little bit. So in that, that little paragraph, it says, Another study done last year found teenagers were about twice as likely to report wheezing or whistling in the chest after vaping marijuana than after smoking cigarettes or using e-cigarettes. This seems like it's a lot related to the... Um, Smoking of it, not the the not the edible not portion. the yeah not the edible portion of it. The edible can make you forget where your car is. I can tell you that. <laughs> the edible will likely make you call nine one one, but because it hit really hard, and then you watch R- the TV on mute, and you think that you've uh, gone. Deaf. I've gone deaf. Why, why, why can I hear you, sir? Did you put your TV on mute? Hold and then on. You think, oh my God, I'm deaf, and you cry for 30 minutes. Oh my God. That's just an example that I've read about. Yeah, you've elsewhere. read that somebody else had. Yeah. How, I think it's more likely to cause you to be driving down the road and be like, oh, I passed my, I passed my turn. And then a second later, you're like, no, wait, my turn's still two miles away. <laughs> These are good examples, I think. Yeah, very good examples. All right. Do you want to hear. Uh, the 4th of July related uh, injuries that are on the rise. Sure. Yes. All right. And I kind of want to try and guess. Um, a a few s- of these related injuries related to the 4th of July have been on the rise over the last 10 years. So in the last decade. Okay. okay. Um, food poisoning. I'm going to say uh, your, uh, your eye, getting your eye shot out. Oh, that's a good question. Well, I, it, let me just say there's a much broader category okay, so okay. firework injuries. Okay, just general, oh, okay. general uh, firework. Okay. Yeah. Since 2012, fireworks injuries are up 32%, partly because parents don't keep a close enough watch on their kids. So I guess parents are letting kids go out independently and shoot off their own fireworks more. Right, right, right. The most at-risk group, teens between 15 and 19. Uh, last year, one in eight injuries caused by fireworks were in that age group. Number two? You want to guess at what number two uh, is? Th- so we're just talking about so, things for 4th of July. The- right. None of these are firework related okay. after uh, that one. Pool injuries. Okay, yeah, like pool. Like swimming pool? Yeah, like somebody tried to jump into the pool from the roof. Yeah. Nope. Although this could be just jump- general summer injuries, too. What about heat? Any heat related yes. d- deaths? Oh, heat related deaths, number one. three on the list. So that's two out of the three you've got. Heat related deaths up 56%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, but listen, in the last three years alone, Oh, oh. And medical experts remind that people at the highest risk for heat stroke are babies, little kids, and seniors 85 and up. Huh. I, I think you're going to have a hard time getting number two on the list. I thought that was number two. No, that was number three. So you got oh, one and three. Okay. Number two? Um, ATV or <laughs> Segway accents. Yeah. yeah. No. All right. Grilling. Injuries. Huh. Oh, okay. Grilling injuries are up 18% over the past decade. And it says little kids are the most likely to get burned. Mm, One in five yeah. patients. Come on. You don't let a little kid take over the grill? What are you thinking? I always wanted to. 
when you were a kid. Yeah. You wanted to flip it. It looked so cool. And then, like, uh, the parents are probably drunk. You know, there's been a bit of drinking. Have you no ever hurt yourself? Uh, yeah, seriously, no judgment. No judgment. Everybody but, does it. But then the kid's like, let me try. And you're like, yeah. But your, like, reflexes aren't as fast. Are you going to ask me if I've ever injured myself while grilling? Yes. No. As an adult? You know, I might have grabbed, like, the metal part of the tong or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. just, ow, you know, just long enough to make ow. you realize. Not an, I wouldn't call it an injury. Okay. Just an owie. Yeah. An owie. I mean, it was yeah. worse than, than that guy slapping Rudy Giuliani in the face. Yeah. I still would consider it like an actual injury. All right, all right. Uh, it says here that one in five patients who show up in the ER with a grill or outdoor cooking-related injury are kids under the age of 10. So keep that in mind. And maybe keep the kids away from, from the grill, from the barbecue grill. I, which I guess that seems kind of common sense, right? It would seem like that. But, you know, when you leave a burger on, you're like, I'm going to let see her for a little bit. You walk away. Maybe you don't see your kid. Here's a uh, country star named Parker McCollum talking about uh, his unsafe Fourth of July's at his grandma's house. My favorite Fourth of July memories growing up, actually kind of dangerous now that I think about it, but we used to have firework wars where we'd shoot like Roman candles and bottle. Rock. We'd always go to my grandma's house, pop fireworks, and we'd end up shooting them at each other and, you know, having wars. No eye protection, no nothing, just mm-hmm. shooting bottle rockets at each other's faces. <laughs> it was so fun. Some of the best days of my life. You're going to be one of those stupid boys who lets fireworks go off in their hand. Right, tomorrow, the weekend will be here. And later today, the pre-kend will get underway. <laughs> the freaking pre-kend. Now you know R. Kelly's responsible for that. going to check out our uh, website. Here's a story that isn't on the website, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Did you guys follow the story about the 24-year-old police officer who got sentenced this week? For tipping off her father-in-law, who was a cocaine dealer. No. What? Where at? El Paso. What? Oh, oh here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I do remember hearing about that. I don't. A former El Paso police officer, this according to the story written by Daniel Barunda in the El Paso Times, Former El Paso police officer who did counter surveillance for her cocaine dealer stepfather was sentenced to two years in prison. Monica Lizette Garcia, 24, was sentenced last week in U.S. District Court after pleading guilty. And uh, got some comments from Police Chief Greg Allen, which we'll come back around on. So it says that this young woman, which to me, 24 seems really young, had already been with the police force for two years, so she started when she was 22. And her stepfather was under surveillance for selling cocaine out of his house, and he also had a stash house somewhere in El Paso. Uh, Let me see if I got the name of the stepfather right here. Fred Sines. Uh, Garcia was convicted of using her job as a police officer to provide information to her stepfather, Fred Sines, to protect his cocaine distribution activities. Prosecutors say that Garcia, that's the uh, young woman who was a police officer, Mm -hmm. conducted counter surveillance and ran license plates trying to identify undercover police vehicles near her father's home. 
and at a stash house. And I guess they mean stepfather. They're talking about the same guy, I guess. The stepfather was under surveillance by the police department, narcotics officers, and DEA agents since August 2020. In November 2021, Sines was sentenced to three and a half years in federal prison after pleading guilty to one count of conspiracy to distribute cocaine. And then they found out that his stepdaughter, who was on the police force, you know, was basically doing counter surveillance for him. Uh, Here's what uh, Police Chief Greg Allen had to say. An officer that chooses to violate their oath has no place in law enforcement. And this case serves as an example that the El Paso Police Department does not condone and will not tolerate such conduct by any officer. Wow. Pretty strong words there. Did you ever see that movie where (laughs) Johnny Depp played Whitey Bulger, the notorious mobster, Mm -hmm. Black Mass? Did you see that one? Was it a period piece? No, no, no. Well, I mean, yeah, it was set in the like the two thousands, I think, or going, oh, back, no. going back to the seventies. So Whitey Bulger was this guy who'd his brother was a judge. Whitey Bulger, who was this mob figure, his brother was a judge, and at one point, I th- he was president of of a university. Oh. But it showed them, like, they'd meet up for family things and, you know, you'd see kind of the interaction between Whitey Bulger and his, his, and I'm like, man, what if you are a police officer and somebody in your family is doing something illegal and, you know, like how much pressure must be on you to To help out? either look the other way, well, I don't know about it, even look the other way, you know, because usually most families have have a black sheep or two in there someplace, right? Did you ever see the um, the the movie with Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio, The Departed? Departed, yeah. Was that suppo- was uh, Jack Nicholson's He's character? supposed to be Whitey, Whitey Bulger. Bulger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, based on. His name was Frank Costello, but he was based on Whitey Bulger. And how uh, Whitey Bulger had the, like the... He had a rat. He had a rat in the Remember? FBI, yeah. Scorsese made it real clear for us at the end when he showed a rat <laughs> on the ledge. Mm-hmm. The rat represents subtlety. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy, man. I mean, for a person to take the uh, pledge... Especially like you're a a parental figure or your stepfather, you know? But no, you are are, uh, somebody that's supposed to serve your community if you're a police officer. And and to kind of betray that with this kind of inside dealing, it's just, it's one of the worst things I think you can, you can do. I, I mean, I can imagine a lot of people, like uh, different organizations, I'm sure some drug smugglers would love to have a DEA agent oh, yeah, in I'm their sure. pocket or Border Patrol, and I'm sure it goes on. But you know? I think the reason we don't have that the kind of issues of corrupt... Well, look, I'm not going to say every... No organization is is fully clear of corruption. Everything has some corruption to it. But I, I, I like to think that uh, our institutions are aren't... Are you talking about as in the U.S.? The U.S. compared to, like, Mexican institutions or police... Well, yeah, there are some countries where it's just out in the open. The right. idea of, of corruption. corruption is just part of the part of the way things are done. And, not, and that describes Mexico to some extent. I mean, Mexico's not the worst, but, yeah, you know, you'll get in trouble for this kind of stuff in the U.S. Some people probably get away with it. 
Right. You but know, for the most part, it seems like all of our, our public servants have integrity. Or I like to think so, at least. Well, you would like to think so, but yeah. then you got to consider how about all the ones that never get caught? Yeah, that too. And that's why they have an internal affairs department. You know, it's not just about protecting the public from pr- police brutality. It's also to make sure that the police are, you know, they, they have infernal affairs. I think there was a movie called Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs? Yeah, Infernal <laughs> Affairs. But Joanna has an interesting story that I want to ask her about. Joanna's very obsessed with houses lately. I feel like Joanna yeah. wants to wants to buy a house. I'm on the hunt for a house, yeah. Uh, and she's got the five richest neighborhoods in El Paso. Would so you take your boys with you? Of course, my sweet mm. boys. Look at that. Is this an actual image of a place in El Paso or is this just a... <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's the uh, the Wild Willows house. No, that's it? Yep. That's the sex house? Holy, that's the sex house. Holy crap, look how big this thing it's is. It's huge, right? Oh, I went we, when I saw the the anti Buzz Adams bumper stickers on yeah. the signpost. I was on my bike and my I was going to ride over to the Willows to look for this house. So it looks like it's in one of those that has a gate around it. So Ooh, it's like a part okay. of the like the Willows has little area various areas that are gated, mm-hmm. and then areas that are non gated. So it looks All like right. this one is in one of the gated. Oh, okay. Areas. Well, that's the Willows house, and obviously, wow, look the at Willows, that place. One of the wealthiest neighborhoods in El Paso. There's five over at Channelocity. They compiled the five wealthiest neighborhoods in El Paso. Surprisingly, all on the west side, or maybe not surprisingly. But I figured at least one would be somewhere on the east side. And no? Nope. How are they doing? Are they based on the average home price of yes. the area? Okay. Median home price. You know where prices are expensive? Where? Kern. Yeah. Are they? Kern, Sunset. Because a lot of those are legacy I'm houses. To- people aren't, you know, people are still living them from the, for old age. Well, Kern, not on the top five list. How about like least. around uh, Memorial Park? You got some old mansions over there. No, not on you the list. You know what I'm talking either. about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not in the top five. Maybe all right. after five, you know but where I only so have the they're, five. They're here. all on the west side. All if you're passing through... Uh, oh, Bear Ridge is one of them? Bear Ridge. Oh, okay. Uh, High Ridge. Uh, high, which, those are the, the, which, after researching them all... Oh, they're right next to yeah, each other. Yeah, they're right next to each other. <laughs> they're all off Red Road on the they're mountain. They're all called Red... They're all... Ridge. Everything's Ridge. Yeah. It's the ridges. So Bear Ridge, Dakota Ridge, High Ridge. Yeah. High Ridge is one of them. Not my neighborhood, because I noticed as I'm reading this, you put a little snarky remark about me in the very first <laughs> paragraph. Is that snarky? Have you ever driven around El Paso and somehow wandered into what you would deem a rich neighborhood? I have when I was invited to Buzz's house. Okay. We, you know, we don't, we don't need that kind of class strife going on. We don't, we don't need I'm you to be saying, a. Look, we, we after, don't need you. I don't need you rabble rousing. Okay. <laughs> Look, after reading all of this, I felt poor. I felt poor. I felt really poor. And I'm all, if you live in any of these neighborhoods, please tell me what you do for a living. Okay, but you know what the thing about the, the, all the, the, the uh, houses that you mentioned on the Ridge, Bear Ridge, High Ridge, mm-hmm. those are all uh, model. I mean, they're all pretty much the same home. They, it's a little cookie cutter. They're all cookie cutter, yeah. Well, they're very expensive. The higher up you go, yeah. the yeah. higher on the mountain, mountain yeah. the more expensive. The, the most houses. expensive yeah. neighborhood in El Paso is called Valley Creek South. Where then, is that? Uh, it says. It's in a creek by the valley, south. Let me see. I'm really bad at this. There's 
maps of it. Yeah, right? we're looking at it now. But I don't really okay. know how to describe it. <laughs> but anyway, the median home price at Valley Creek South is $379,639, which, according to Channelocity, is more expensive than 78.6% of the neighborhoods in Texas and 63.1% of the neighborhoods in the entire United States. It looks like it's right on it's the border. It's right across the river from my house. It's on the other. <laughs> it's that neighborhood right across the river. The one that we walked by. Club. Which river? What do you mean? Okay, you so Buzz by? already. Would you and me lives... take a walk around the neighborhood? Shut up. <laughs> so Buzz already lives in like a rich neighborhood. Now he's saying that this is the one across yeah. from him, and they're the rich ones. They're on the other side of the river. They've put in a lot You're of on new the house. Pool they're, side they're, of it. No, no, no. Yeah, right. Wrong side of the railroad tracks, wrong side of the Rio Grande. <laughs> well, as someone who grew up in the Mountain View neighborhood, I feel poor. Mountain View's not bad. What? High Ridge. I had to look River up. Bend the Willows. You know, the Northeast has this neighborhood on the mountain. Snob Hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Uh, something hill. It is. It's not. It's Knob Hill. But it, but they call it Snob Hill. Yeah. yeah. And some really sweet looking places over by what used to be the country club. Was it Vista Hills Country Club? They. I, it shut down. <laughs> Vista Hills. Uh, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm not getting it right. You know the golf the golf course and country club that goes all the way out to Lee Trevino. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Was that is that called Vista Hills? I think it is. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure I think I got it right. Yeah, there were a lot, a lot of nice houses. There's right some there. really nice places in the Lower Valley. I like there are places in the Lower thought. Valley you would farm or mansions. The upper, yeah, well, yeah, there are some farms, but also some pretty big. A lot of land, uh, a lot of land. And stuff. Mm-hmm. But not in the top five. Maybe they made a list elsewhere of top ten. But these are the top five. I want to see Socorro's top five richest neighborhoods. Horizons. How about all those wackos that live up on the... (laughs) I call them wackos. But actual house on the the, mountain? The houses at the top of the... Do you guys see that one that is always lit up? Like it has neon lights and stuff. Right. But I'm surprised Kern isn't in there. I mean, those are... At least not in the top five. Those are high dollar prices over there in Kern Place. Yeah, I can't believe it. I feel pull. Some, one of those houses in Kern has to be more than $300,000. Yeah, you're talking median. Median, yeah. The median, so. Uh, anyway, Joanna. Yeah. Did, um, what? Good looking out for houses. Thanks. You got to get pull. a tour of this house. I kn- the, the polyamorous realtor? house. The realtor just totally ghosted me. Well, because you told you him, told him you your intention. Interested what in was buying. I going to say? Like, Why? Yes. yes. Totally yes. into buying this house. Yes, I'm totally into it. Bring, bring your rich husband doing, Nico with you. What if they start doing that whole thing where they're like, fill this form out and all that? Sure. I'm not. I have an alias for both of us made up already. Oh, what would our alias be? The Ricardos. Okay, this time you send a message to I'm the Rick. realtor. This is my wife, L- Lucinda. <laughs> We're the Ricardos. This is Leticia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, check out that article and everything else that's up at klaq.com. Let's take a break. We're going to come back. Entertainment news with Joanna on the way and more of the Buzz Adams morning shows coming your way right after this. I love the morning show. Buzz Adams. Ever. Buzz is back.
go, please, please tell Joanna what you were just telling me. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, okay, so I was at the remote yesterday at Total uh-huh. Wine and More. Uh-huh. And uh, they play music from the station inside. Yep. And there was a song that came on by, I think, Led Zeppelin. Okay. And uh, it this, the, there was a lyric I was just listening that goes, In the deepest depths of Mordor. Uh-huh. Right? Okay, yeah. Okay. My Mor- Mordor from Lord of the Rings. And then I hear him say Gollum. And I'm like, uh huh. Gollum and the evil one. How was Led Zeppelin cool? With her. Let me try and guess what Simus is. Keep singing. How was Led Zeppelin cool? They're talking about Lord of the Rings in his songs. Leaves of It's time I was on my way. That's like the nerdiest lyric you could ever put into your song. It was cool back when it started, all right? About more. Oh, I mean, Tolkien was still alive when they came out, I think. So are you dissing because it's... I'm kind of dissing how much that people are like, oh, yeah. Oh, if you don't know Led Zeppelin, you're just like, not cool. It's like, well, Led Zeppelin is kind of dorky to begin with, so... Yeah, they might have had some dorky interest. It's obvious. One of them them had read Lord of the Rings, for sure. When I was younger, my parents would probably have said, like, no, you can't listen to Led Zeppelin. That's dark music or whatever. And you're like, they're talking about Lord they're of the Rings. They're talking about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I don't call them dorky. They're not dorky, but I... I Let me see if I can find the exact I couldn't lyrics. believe I was... I'm a big... I'm a dork, too, so maybe I like him a lot more now. is music for Feline Fox, who will be headlining Cool Canyon Nights, a free concert series they're headlining tonight at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. Woo! And uh, Liz Tina will be on the EPCC stage. All right, you, so... You know what's really cool, though? I, I've gotten to work with Anthony and the rest of Feline Fox and, and Liz Tina from the open mic scene almost six to seven years ago. There's just so many talented people that started going to these open mics, and it's really cool to now see them doing stuff and performing on big stages. The patio uh, show with Liz Tina starts at 6 p.m., and then Feline Fox on the main amphitheater stage at 7 p.m. Remember, this is a free concert series all summer long, brought to you by Westar. Concerts are free, but make sure you get a good spot by getting there early. You can find the entire series lineup for Westar Presents Cool Canyon Nights on the must-read bar of KLAQ.com and on the KLAQ mobile app. Also, special thanks to White Claw, Comfort Zone Heating and Cooling, and Twin Peaks. Joanna is going to be out from 5 to 7, and Yay. she's going to be at the Circle K on Dyer. This is 10001 Dyer. Uh, listen to the star-studded event. Not only Joanna from The Morning Show, but also Cynthia Bailey from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, my God. A battle of the stars. There are going to be giveaways courtesy of the new Seagram's Escapes Summer Flavors. That's at the Circle K at 10001 Dyer, 5 to 7 this afternoon. So the lady that testified on that special Tuesday two days ago, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, she told the, the story that 
one of the stories she told, she said she wasn't there, but she got it from this guy named Tony Ornato, who was uh, he, so White House Deputy Chief of Staff. Chief of Staff. Um, so, according to Ms. Hutchinson, she was in the room where she heard uh, Deputy Chief of Staff Tony Ornato relaying the incident in the uh, presidential limousine to White House counsel Pat Ciplione. So, she was saying she heard them having this discussion with each other. All right. And... This is one she said, I wasn't in the limo, but I heard him, Tony Ornato, talking about it. Well, that's something that they're seizing on because I guess Tony Ornato is now saying, I never said that. But it'd be nice if he would do he that, would in, do that under, under oath. oath. Right. So she was under oath at the time. And now people are coming out like former members of the White House staff who say that Tony Ornato lied about things that they had said. So it's it's really turning into a finger pointing thing. Uh, Alyssa Farah Griffin, she was a spokesperson. She actually. was a spokesman. Tweeted out: Tony Ornato lied about me too during the protest at Lafayette Square. You know the one where there were Black Lives Matter protests and Trump had to go across and hold a Bible upside down for the cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told Mark Meadows and Ar- and Ornato they needed to warn the press. Meadows replied, we aren't going to do that. Tony later said, later lied and said the exchange never happened. He knows it did. And, uh, and there's another case of Tony Ornato. Somebody says, hey, I told the truth, and he came out and called me a liar. But he, everybody's, everybody who's saying this is like, yeah, you know what? Put him under oath. See what he says when he's under oath. Would he perjure himself? He, he might just... What they're saying is Tony Ornato's the type of guy that likes to likes to talk, and then if something comes back to bite him, he'll claim that it didn't happen. Uh, but the right-wing media is all saying, oh, this proves that this lady's lying. If she's lying about this story, she could be lying about the whole thing, I guess. Well, it, it, you know, it is going to get messy in terms of uh, finger pointing, but each one of these people uh, w- were hired by Donald Trump, including Alyssa Farah Griffin, who was a former spokesperson, Olivia Troy, who you just also mentioned her, her tweet. She was uh, uh, in the office of the vice president during uh, Trump's administration. So each one of these people you know, worked for, for the administration, and so now you see them come out and say, well, they weren't real. Right, they were—they're the rhinos now. Now these were these were people no. that were selected. They were in—they're selected. Uh, got a couple of, believe it or not, Christmas-related notes to share with you. I know it's about as far away from Christmas as you can get. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's the reason we're having these. So, Nico, you've got a Christmas-related story I here. I do. Um, we're just about ready to get the month of July started. So, to remind everybody. Yes, inflation is on the rise. And with inflation on the rise, experts are saying now's probably the time you should be shopping for the holidays. Salesforce crunched the numbers and discovered that 37% of people will be buying gifts earlier than usual because of inflation. And uh, 76% of those people say they'll they'll be spending more than they spent even last summer for anything. Last summer? For any, well, I'm sure people start getting shopping done a little bit yeah, better. But I, don't, I don't know what the hot toy of Christmas 2022 is going to be That's yet. a good point. It could be a Tickle Me Elmo or a Gigapet or who knows what it's going to be this year. The best part of shopping early is retailers have excess inventory and they're putting more items on sale. Christmas in July will be a real thing with Amazon having their prime days next month. Target's also doing their own response to it and having uh, their 
sales. Other retailers doing the same thing. Items that you'll score big discounts on next month include big ticket items, electronics, and outdoor gear. But they're saying like just prices are going to be up so much because of inflation. So whatever toys or gifts you you plan on getting in December for Christmas will be more expensive come December. All right. Hallmark tomorrow begins their Christmas in July programming. And it's finally. Yeah, I know. It's been six whole months since I've seen a Hallmark Channel Christmas special. And you might think, oh, they're just going to rerun, you know, all the all the holiday specials that they've yeah. done. And that's definitely mostly what they're doing. But every Saturday in the month of July, they're going to have an all-new Hallmark Channel all original. New. So they've been working on these. Yeah. Uh, coming up on uh, Saturday the 9th, a week from Saturday, an all-new Hallmark original, my grown-up Christmas list. The following Saturday, Campfire Christmas. Ma- and then every night they're going to have some Christmas programming. But on Saturdays, it's all new programming. You can't go 12 whole months without getting that sweet holiday Christmas movie fix from mm-hmm. Hallmark Channel, I guess. <laughs> what was it? My grown-up Christmas list? That sounds like it could yeah. be a porno title. Yeah, mine includes right. a girlfriend. Either this past Christmas or two Christmases ago, I don't remember, but I decided I'm going to watch some of these homos. So I set them to record. It's like, you know, just when I'm doing a puzzle or doing work or whatever. Just to see what it's like. Could Mm -hmm. not. Could not do it. No. Could not have it on. But you couldn't make. Oh, really? I recorded them, but then when I started watching, I was just like. (laughs) I just thought it would be funny if I knew something about these Christmas specials. Many cliches. Yeah. Uh. Oh, my God. Everything. Nobody can ever get from one big city to another big city without an interruption. The train has got to stop, and they have to get off someplace. They always you, end up in the country because these are for country people. I guess yeah. especially the, the audience are country people. You always run into somebody you knew in high school. It's always uh, a lady who's got a high-powered job, and she's very successful, but she's never had time for love. I mean, yeah. these are all like... Like on some kind of cookie cutter assembly line, but if uh, if you've been missing your sweet Hallmark holiday goodness fix, don't worry. Christmas in July.